welcome to the very first episode of my podcast called The Conservative Youth. We will be touching upon very sensitive and very controversial topics in this podcast throughout the seasons and episodes to come. Today, specifically, we will be talking about teenage pregnancy and how it is seen and viewed in society. A few brief facts before we dive into the subject about teenage pregnancies is that 3 in 10 teen American girls will be pregnant at least once before the age of 20. That's nearly 750,000 teenage pregnancies every year. Also, about 25 of the teen moms had a second child within 24 months of their first baby. As well, less than 2% of teen moms earn a college degree by the age of 30. This is a very big issue within our society, especially in urban and rural areas within communities. I am currently in South Central LA, so teenage pregnancies can be very common within my area alone. A brief interview that I had with a sociology teacher from Francisco Bravo Medical Magnet High School on what his thoughts were The very first question that we even touched upon is, what is the ideal age that a person should have a child? And the answer of this sociology teacher named Brian Fritch is at least in their late 20s and early 30s, mostly because people are more economically stable and responsible and could actually make choices for this child and how to raise this child. Another question that I really focused on with Mr. Fritch what were his thoughts on teenage pregnancy? Throughout, a, throughout this interview, he highlighted that he thinks that teenagers shouldn't have children. It really damages the opportunities that a parent of a newborn could have, mostly economic issues for the teenager, as well as schooling opportunities to be able to get a higher degree. He highlighted that one of his students had a child when she was a teenager and the father of the child did not want to be involved whatsoever with the child. That really affected Mr. Fritch because, well, it was a student. He really had a very professional relationship with his students and felt he really needed to connect and actually highlight the subject and need this to be addressed. Another question that I asked Mr. Fritch was, What tolls can this have on families, on the immediate family, meaning the mother of the the newborn, as well as siblings, the father, the grandparents, whomever lives within the household? He mentioned that many challenges are social adaptations within the family, meaning getting used to the idea that their teenage daughter is going to have a baby, as well, many different views on parenting as well for raising the child itself. Also, getting used to the changes will take a huge emotional toll, not only on the parent itself, but as well as the sibling and whoever lives in the household. The very fourth question that I asked Mr. Fritch throughout this interview was, who should have the custody of the child in the situation of a teenage pregnancy? 
Mr. Fritz said that he believes that the parents of the child should have the custody. Not only the mother nor the father, but both parents should be deeply involved within the child's life. This is fundamental for a newborn's education and the socialization that the child receives. I culminated Mr. Fritz's interview by asking, should abortion be an option for these teenage girls? who's pregnant. He said that abortion should always be an option. It shouldn't be an option that shouldn't even be considered. It can be an option to be able to one, prevent an un, to prevent a child whom isn't wanted within the household, as well as someone who couldn't even support the child financially, and as well be a quote, burden to the mother or the father. I repeated these questions to two other people coming up is Naomi Robles, who is actually a student in the high school downtown magnet. She's a sophomore and she's 16. So the first question that I asked Mr. Fritch, she responded that there's no ideal age to have kids. A person will have kids when they are settled down have a stable job and adequate parenting skills. This would just be likely around the age of 30, but it's pretty arbitrary. Everyone's situation is different. It also depends whether or not they want kids. If they do not want kids, they will be viewed as a liability, which is a problem. So I asked Naomi Robles to briefly explain her answer. Pretty much her view was saying that roughly to need to be a parent, you need to be able to actually support the child financially, but also want the child in the first place. There's no reason to categorize that every adult needs to have a child to be able to be in a marriage or have a family. They could just be with the spouse and call that a family. As well, the second question that I asked around what did they think about teenage pregnancies Naomi Robles responded that there is a stigma surrounding teen pregnancies that shouldn't exist. There is a contention. The contention is because of the young age, but teen pregnancies occurs in most areas that do that do not provide birth control or edu or educate their youth to do so. And it is a responsibility of authorities to inform about the options. A brief summary of Naomi Robles' answer to this question was. The lack of education within communities can be a heavy burden onto many teenage youth, and this could lead to teenage pregnancies, or possibly even worse, but that's not the type of podcast we're having today. So not having the access to birth control and not getting the education of what can occur through the activities that these people go through can actually really take a huge toll out of both partners' lives if the father actually decides to stay within uh, communication with the child and the mother. Also, I also asked her the question about what kind of tools would the family t would, will it take on the family? She responded that it varies from family to family. Religious families might shun the teenager or kick them out. They might force them to have the child. Families who are more secular will leave it up to the child to have it 
that will favor the abortion option knowing that the teenager still needs a future. There's two really big controversial views here. One, the religious view, and also the secular view. The religious view of her answer was pretty much saying, in society, there is a very vast population of religious communities. And when there is a teenage pregnancy within one of these religious families, it is seen as a sin. And when that sin is committed, they are forcibly married to the person whom they had the sexual relationships with, and they are forced to have the child, whether they want it or not. And with the secular view, there is more leniency within the family, and there is more options to choose from. There is also a lot more help and understanding from both parents and both parties from the father and the mother of the teenage pregnancies. As well, knowing that either parent of the newborn child or will be newborn child can't raise that child. So if they choose to have that child, then the parents will support them economically and help them with anything they need, as in diapers or wipes or milk or formula, anything that's basically needed for a newborn. But if they choose the abortion option, they would go there. They would be able to legally be able to get the abortion through a professional physician as well as they would have the support from both families of what occurred through the abortion. As well, I asked about the fourth question, which was with the fourth question being, who should have the custody of this soon to be noble child? Naomi Robles highlighted that in the instance of a divorce currently, the two parents have a 50%. She's talking about the divorce rate that's in American society right now. But the person whose birth of the child should be the decision maker on whether they want the custody, meaning the mother should have first say if they want the custody or not. Uh, but the person who decides to not keep it, the father would get it automatically. Um, she highlighted that males would only just fertilize the egg and not carry out the birth cycle and the process of actually giving birth and pushing the baby through the birth canal all nine months and carrying it and enduring pain unless she, she proven that she can't care for the child or children sufficiently, then the custody should be revoked and give it to another guardian. Meaning that if the mother is proven that she cannot care for the child, then she wouldn't have a say as if someone who could actually care for the child. Meaning that if a mother is like in good health, she is good economically, she has a stable home, then yes, yeah, she should get first pick on who if she wants the child or not. But if all of those factors and requirements are not met, then automatically the custody of the newborn child should be given to the other guardian. The fifth question that I asked Naomi Robles was, should abortion be an option for teenage pregnancy situations? She said, absolutely. There have been examples, not just of women, but teenagers who conceal pregnancies and kill the infant after it is born or perform 
illegal procedures that their life are put in danger and that they have to remember that the child once it's born and they decide to kill it the child's already living so that's already murder so being able to have access to abortions beforehand Naomi Robles believes that that's already a burden lifted off the teenage mother. She also mentions this, that our current laws in the state has it illegal for teenagers to adopt children. And it shows that reasonable considering that if they, they decide not to have the abortion, but they still do not want the child, they should be able to do this whenever they decide to. Either they leave it up to the adoption agencies or even a brand new teenage couple if they want a child and they can support it financially and give it a stable home. That was Naomi Robles's point of view. Now, let's go to someone else's view. Take, for example, a parent. I interviewed my father, Julio Sandoval, who is a very religious man and whom believes hardly that once you get into a situation, you have to pull through and you have to find a way to make your situation work no matter what. I asked him the same series of questions that I asked the previous two candidates throughout the same interview process. The very first question he, I asked him was, when is the ideal age that a person should have a child? He gave me no exact number, but his response is, Obviously, when you're an adult and when you're responsible for your actions and when you're economically responsible. So far, I've been seeing a reoccurring pattern with this first answer. Mr. French, Naomi Robles, and my father, Julio Sandoval, have all outlined that you have to be economically stable and responsible to be able to have a child. In the second question that I asked my father, was what did he think about teenage pregnancies he said that to be able to have a teenage pregnancies there had to be a huge lack of responsibility by one the teenager and the parents and also in general in society so usually how media frames on how girls need to be involved with boys or vice versa there is a really big, huge social stigma around this issue. There is a false framework that reoccurs within society and Hollywood and the media, social media, that children are being exposed to and think that this is either A, the way out, or two, the way that they will actually feel loved. Also, the, the, the very third question was about the custody of the child. He said that if the mother's a minor, then automatically the parents of the teenager should get the custody. No questions asked. Um, until, obviously, the teenager is of legal age and has proven to be responsible and to be able to economically sustain the child itself. But until that teenager has proven that they're responsible and they can economically sustain the child, he says that the parents of the teenager should help and support the newborn baby because it's their child as well. It's their grandchild. 
they also have a responsibility towards this newborn. The fifth question I asked them was, should abortion be an option for this teenager? As a religious man, he responded, no, abortion should not be an option. Although the second part of his answer really puzzled me because of the religious view. He said, no, but without the authorization from A, the parents of the teenager and the teenager itself. So a little background on this is that they can't have an abortion if the parents of the teenager want them to have an abortion unless the teenager is in agreement with the parent. And the third part of his answer is the only way that they'll be able to have an abortion is if they, if they talk through a professional counselor to be able to see if wanting the abortion is actually the option they want to go through with. Abortion can be a very heavy toll, not only emotionally, but physically on the pregnant person, on the host. So pretty much if the parent wants to push the abortion and the teenager doesn't want the abortion, then the teenager would talk to the counselor and the, talk, and the counselor would intervene with the parent and say, hey, your daughter doesn't want the abortion and you're practically gonna take over and kill her child. Don't do that. Obviously, there'll be a bunch of other procedures, but that would be like a rough estimate on like how we would actually intervene. But obviously, I'm not that counselor or professional, so I wouldn't actually be able to tell you concurrently on how they would intervene. But in all, through all of these three interviews that I conducted, the pattern that I saw is that you have to be economically stable to actually have a child, and you have to have a stable home and to be able to want a child in the first place. If you don't want a child, don't have any sexual relations. If you're not economically stable, don't have a child. That's pretty much how it goes. Many difficulties can be saved from preventing an unwanted pregnancy, unlike how Nancy and how Naomi Robles responded on educating the youth and actually giving them access to many benefits that they don't even know they have, like birth control, could actually save not only the lives of the teenagers, but also the lives of the future babies that are to come. They would be able to get a better education and be able to give them a more better lifestyle than what they want, than what they could give them at the moment. And well, that's a wrap for this podcast episode. We will be continuing in the next episode through a future topic. In the next episode, we will be highlighting the subject of actual abortion and people's thoughts and on how it actually takes a toll in society. But that's for next episode. For now, we will say goodbye. And we will see you next time. Stay smashy.